Welcome to the Fabric Podcast, where we explore company culture and how it scales as a company grows. Brought to you by the team at The Receptionist, a bootstrapped Denver-based software company. Each episode of Fabric will set out to uncover unique and uncommon answers to the question, how do companies of any size create a culture and core values that employees actually live out? On this episode of the Fabric Podcast, we're joined by our president, CEO, and founder, Andy Alsop. We start by taking a trip down memory lane back to 2017 when we put in the work necessary to start running The Receptionist as an EOS company beginning in January 2018. That's the entrepreneurial operating system, if you're not familiar. That definitely changed the trajectory of the company, and the VTO, the Vision Traction Organizer, is one big part of the EOS and a huge part of how our business was transformed. Andy shares what the VTO is, why it's important, the benefits he's seen, and also talks about the adjustments we had to make in 2020, as well as our VTO for 2021. Enjoy the episode. Well, Andy, we just had you on our last episode. It's great to have you back. How are you? Great to be back again. And for, I think, what's going to be our last episode, right, Of that we're actually going to record in 2020? Yes, the last episode we're recording on 2020. This is actually the last work day of the year. So before we get into our topic, how are you feeling about this year, closing it out, and then heading into a new one? Uh, it's interesting that you say that because, you know, we had that last episode and we had my co-founders, Delam Barry and Jessica Marshall in on it. And you asked that question about how we were all feeling. And uh, I said, I feel, I'm feeling excited and I'm feeling, you know, good. And, um, and then I know Jessica was like, I feel exhausted. <laughs> and then I can't remember what Delenn said. But if you kind of put that all together, you just uh, realize collectively it's been what a strange year it has been. It's so been a year. I am, yeah, I am an entrepreneur, and as an entrepreneur, I'm an eternal optimist. And as an eternal optimist, I feel um, optimistic about what's going to happen in 2021, as opposed to what uh, has happened in 2020. It's a, uh, it's a, it's going to be a pretty big difference, I think, and I'm excited about it. Yeah, I mean, I sh- I think a lot of us hope that it will be a big difference mm-hmm. from 2020. But as we talked about on the last episode, there's still so much to be thankful for and grateful for as a company. So I think we're looking forward to 2021 and mm-hmm. what's to come. Exactly. And definitely, I think we're all looking forward to a nice break on our, our last yep. work day of the year. Yep, exactly. I know I am. Yeah. So to give a little context to today's topic, the VTO, um, in the second half of 2017, you did the work necessary to start running our company uh, as an EOS, which is the Entrepreneurial Operating System company starting on January 1st, 2018, which is almost three years ago now. So tell us a little bit about EOS, what you've learned about it and traction since that time. Um, I can just say that I am so grateful uh, that I ended up deciding to read this book. I'll say I listened to the book because I listened to it as an audio book per the uh, recommendation of a good friend of mine. And he said, you know, why don't you read EOS? And so I didn't kind of, I, I didn't, you know, connect with it right away. And I decided on one of my trips back and forth between Santa Fe, where I live, and Denver, where the company is. I decided to uh, listen to it and I really gravitated to it. And as a, a result of that, I am really happy that we went through the exercises necessary to set us up so that on January 1st, of 20, well, actually, I think it was probably January 8th, I believe it was, of 2018, we got the whole team together in this really cool conference room 
near the Broomfield, Colorado um, airport. It's a small air, airport with beautiful backdrop of these mountains. And we went through EOS. And uh, since then, as a result of that experience, um, I can say that our meetings run on time. They start and end on time. Uh, we have core values that we live by, and we truly live by them. Uh, we have a process, which is what we're here to talk about, which is the, the vision traction organizer, the VTO, which is one element of EOS, uh, which basically in a two-page document says what you're going to do, not only in the next year, but the next three years and the next 10 years and all the things you're going to do to get there. And uh, all of that put together, I think, has really transformed our business because prior to January 1st, 2018, Things were a little chaotic. Our meetings would run on forever. We wouldn't have an agenda for our meeting. We would go into a meeting that we think is an hour and then end up for, there for two hours. And everybody would be frustrated. Um, and so using that methodology really worked for us as a leadership team, which, uh, which was just the uh, my co-founders, who I just mentioned, Jessica and Delenn. So the three of us really helped us organize the business. So it's been something that I think has been really great. And since then, we've only just kind of kept adding to it and making it better and making it better and making it better. So it's it's really been a, a transformative process. Really happy with it. That's great. And let's let's dig into the VTO a little bit more. You touched on it, what it is. It's this document that sort of clarifies where we're going to go in the next year and future years beyond. But tell us a little bit more about why we really focus on the VTO as this mechanism that's going to plan and help us move forward. Well, there are different sections to the VTO. And if you are interested, if you're listening to this, I highly recommend picking up the book called Traction, Getting a Grip on Your Business by Gina Wickman. And it's all about the EOS or the Entrepreneurial Operating System, which is a mouthful to say. Yes. <laughs> but in that, it describes exactly what the VTO does. But really what the VTO did for us is that, as I said, it's a two-page document. And that comes from the fact that there's an entrepreneur who comes to Gina Wickman's dad and asks him for advice about you know, a business plan. And he delivers one of these 50-page business plans that weighs 10 pounds. And the, 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 the Gino's dad, uh, who is who's a very successful businessman, you know, said, can you bring this down to like 10 pages? And said, can you bring it down to five pages? And eventually it gets down to two pages. And I love that story because I've written my own business plans before. And they have these lengthy marketing sections and these lengthy team sections and this the financial strategy and all this stuff, which honestly, not a lot of people would care about. So what the VTO does is basically say, we're going to condense everything we're going to do in this business going forward into a two-page document. And we're going to break it down into... What are our core values? And what is our 10-year plan? What is our marketing plan? What's our three-year plan? What's our one-year plan? There's different sections to it. And you have to go through the exercise of putting the first one together. And when you have to do the exercise of the first one, it's very difficult because you have to say, well, what really are our core values? You have to do a lot of soul searching and all this stuff. Then you say, what is our marketing plan? And the marketing plan doesn't mean you outline, we're going to use Google AdWords to do this or that. It's really What's your focus for marketing? And you have to, have to go through all that. Well, once you have it in place, you can then basically recycle it. It becomes a kind of file save as. You make a copy of it from the previous year. 
And then with your leadership team, you go through and say, what needs to change? Well, do you really need to change your core values? Hopefully, if you got it, you don't. Your belief, you're, you're working. So you're through that section. Your marketing plan. Usually that's saying, you know, for us, it's what's our territory? And we decided we were going to focus only on the, on the United States and Canada. Because, you know, Central, South, South America, Central America, that has its own challenges. APAC has its own challenges. And you need to be bigger. So we said, no, we're going to focus. And that's what it gave us. So I was quick to go by that section. We decided not to change what we were doing. That. And so then what happens is, as you go through the process, you start realizing where you need to put your effort. And that's in the three-year plan, where you want to be in three years, and where you want to be in a year. And honestly, just going through those two major sections, takes it took us as a leadership team a full-on four-hour meeting. And normally, it would be done in person. But of course, we did it this year in, in Zoom. And we had to go through each one of the areas of the one-year plan and of the three-year plan to determine where we were going. And we had to figure out what that looks like as we are on whatever stage of the pandemic we're in, which normally you can actually plan and say, okay, well, we can just look at what we did last year and we want to increase our you know, location activation by 30% or we want to, we're going to need this team to do that. It's, it's much easier. This year, it's kind of like, well, what do we do? You know. And so it actually gave us that opportunity to say, how do we actually focus our efforts so that we can actually put the three and one year plan together? Yeah, I want to I want to backtrack about a year sure. when none of us knew that 2020 was coming. When we sort of realized 2020 is a year we could not predict. Tell us, did you revisit the Vision Traction Organizer? Did because we talked in the last episode how our sort of our goals and our what we were doing the timeline was very shortened. So yeah. you've painted a nice picture of what you generally do each year, but take us back. What did you do last year when it just became clear we're not going to have the year we thought we were going to have? Yeah. And as I was talking about March 12th, which was a big day for me, it was the day I flew back from Denver to, to Santa Fe. And it was clear things were not all the same and uh, things were starting to, to kind of come untangled. Uh, we met as a leadership team very quickly after that. And one of the first things that came up is, what are we going to do about the VTO? And what we said was, now we have our core values. Are we going to change those? Absolutely not. The core values are what are going to keep us, they're going to help us get through this, whatever this becomes. Uh, what are we going to do about our 10-year plan? It's 10 years out. You know, At this point, who cares? We really got to focus on this. What about our three-year plan? Not quite as important. Let's focus on the one-year plan. And it's in the one-year plan where we had put all sorts of goals that were metrics to determine whether we were keeping on track with the VTL. And we looked at that and said, we have no way of predicting what's going to happen as a result of this. I mean, some of us, if you look back in March and April, there was talk of maybe by the end of the summer, this thing will, will have resolved itself, you know? Oh, uh, we, so, we were so naive back then. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And I think we'll look back maybe a year from now and even say we were so naive. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. And so we ended up looking at all of that and saying, you know what? We really, we actually had a goal um, that we wanted to get to. And it was a location goal. And um, for anybody in Denver, they know that it, it's a, dear and, a near and dear number. And we, we said, okay, that's where we wanted to get to. And that's when we, we set the VTO in 2019, at the end of 2019. And we said, you know what? Throw it out the door. We're not going to focus on that. Because if we try to focus on that, all we're going to do 
is stress out everybody and the team and we're trying to do things and things that are just completely unpredictable are happening. We had some deals that were closing that ended up being 10 times the size of the deals we thought it was going to be. We had other deals that we thought were going to close that just evaporated. There was no way. So we couldn't. We, we just decided we are not going against those goals. But everything in the VTO that we can control will work, work against. Can we control our core values? Yes, we can. Can we control who we're focusing on and what market we're going after? Yeah, we can focus still on the U.S. So we stayed with those things. And we basically, to be honest with you, just threw all the other stuff out the door and said, let's just focus on what we can do and let's do the best we can. And let's make sure that the staff is supported and that we have a healthy, happy staff as we get through this. So our focus went from deep execution and goal setting and everything else to really saying, okay, let's just make sure that we're happy and we're doing well, because when we do well, we treat the customers well. When we treat the customers well, the customers treat us well and give us referrals. And that's exactly what's happened. Yeah. And then so as you wrapped up the VTO this year, planning for 2021, which we're optimistic about, but we still don't know what will happen. How did last year and what we learned and how we adjusted, how did that influence the creation of the one-year and possibly the three-year focus for the VTO? The three-year, we basically, we we kind of looked at it as if uh, 2020 didn't happen. (laughs) I think a lot of us (laughs) want to look at it that way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We figured that was easy. Even even though we grew the company by 25%, yeah, we just said it's a wash, right? We're just not even going to count what happened in 2020. And then what we said was, let's look at what we can get done maybe by the middle of the year, the end of the second quarter. And let's just focus on that. And not really necessarily setting goals or anything else, but just saying, okay, let's just focus on what's going to happen on those, those first six months. And it's my belief and that not necessarily we'll know what's going to happen, but it's my belief that we'll know a lot more by the middle of the second quarter. And then we can start seeing, you know, the vaccines being distributed as we speak. And it's being, it seems to be distributed much more quickly than I had ever even expected in some of the states. You know, of course, it's going to the uh, frontline workers, as it absolutely should. But that's a little indication. That's even more of an indication than where we were a month ago, where there, people are talking about the vaccine, but right. people weren't really believing it. So now we know a little more. So now, you know, fast forward, we're kind of at the middle of December. Take us to the middle of, like, May. I think six months from now, we're going to know a lot more than we know then. And we're, we're, we're going to know a lot more na- then than we know now. And then by the time we get to that point, I think we will potentially have an op- opportunity to say, okay, we're starting to be able to predict what might happen going forward. Or we might not. And then we'll sit back and say, okay, we're going to do this for another six months. So, But the VTO has allowed us to do that because we said we know we are going to focus on the things we can control. And we have some pretty big news that we can't share right now, but I'm looking forward to it in a future podcast when okay. we actually talk about what we're we going to do. We keep teasing people. <laughs> I know. And we're going to keep teasing people. I'm hoping they'll keep coming back. And yeah. Say, oh, what am I going to, is that what I'm going to hear about this? But it's going to be really exciting what we're working on. And so we're going to know a lot more about that project as well. And so, and it's something that we're putting a lot of effort in. So that's where we did. We, we just used the VTO as we really, uh, as we thought was the best way to use it. Not try to plan out for the whole year, but say, maybe let's get to the middle of the second quarter and see where we are. Yeah. Now, generally speaking with the VTO, you create it. How often are you going back to that specific document and looking at it? Kind of paint the picture for our listeners of, of what that 
process looks like once it's created. Obviously, we know what we're working on, but are we actually going back to it, reviewing it? What's that part like? We definitely go back and review it. So in our leadership meetings, once a quarter, we bring up the VTO and we all look at it and say, okay, these were the things we said we were going to do. Are we doing them? Is there anything that's behind that we need to work on that we haven't started on? And so um, we've used the VTO to keep us on track. And in this kind of, really in a, in a normal year, you don't want to make a lot of changes to the VTO. You're really saying, I'm at the end of this year and I'm outlining exactly what I want to have happen by the end of the following year. Now, do you deviate a little bit? There were some things we looked back and realized, yeah, we actually deviated from it. We didn't make a conscious effort to say we're going to go back and change the VTO, but we made a conscious effort saying this is a little bit off from the VTO, but we're going to go ahead and, and we know now more than we knew then when we actually put it together. So we review it. Uh, we try not to revise it too much. The only thing we do revise at the very bottom of our VTO, I don't know if everybody does it the same way, is we have what's called the issues list. And the issues list is a list of the things that you're not going to work on in the current quarter you're in. And so if there are things that you realize need to be worked on that we're not working on in this quarter, or it's just we just know it's it's kind of not this quarter, doesn't mean we're never going to do it. We just don't know when it'll be. You put it on the issues list and you put that on the issues list so that you can decide, hmm, you know that thing that's on the issues list? It needs to be brought up and it needs to be elevated. And maybe if it's elevated mid-year, um, something that we want to work on. Got to get everything done. And we said we were going to get in the VTO done. Uh, we can take things off if we realize, look, we thought that was going to be a pro priority. We could take it off and then take something else off the issues list. But generally, it's only the issues list that changes during the course of the year. Yeah, I think that's important to mention that just because something comes up, it doesn't mean you just start working on it right away. You put it to the side and likely bring it up later on. And with any tool, you have to revisit it. You have to come back to it because if you set your goals and forget them in whatever way or process you use, that's not so helpful. So I'm glad yeah, you, you yeah. helped people understand how, how we're using it throughout the year. And that's actually something that happened before we started into the uh, EOS process and traction is we would have a, a meeting at the end of the year. And, you know, we had those meetings where everybody would get post-it notes and say, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And you put it up on the walls and you just get so excited about all the things you do. And then, all right, let's take pictures of it and everything. Well, that picture ends up sitting on some camera somewhere. And then, you know, you've done that right at the end of December and you're all excited and you go on your break and you come back. Nobody even remembers you said you were going to do any of that. So there were years, you know, well, we didn't have that many years before 2018, but there were times where we would get to the end of the year and say, oh, my God, we had all these things that we said we were going to do. And we never did them. And, you know, you feel a little bad about it. You're like, well, we said we were going to get that done. And the things that you got really excited about that everybody got, everybody got excited about, hopefully you got those done. Well, that's what's good about the VTO. It's a simple document. You don't have to search in some folder and Google Drive or anything else. It's one document. Everybody knows where it is. And you have put it out there to everybody. You put it out to your entire staff. Some of your most trust trusted contractors, they get a copy of it. And what that means is you're accountable. You have basically said to everybody, this is what we're doing in the one-year plan. And if you don't work on it, people are like, um... You know, that, that one year plan, that's, it's October. We, we right. haven't done anything on it. So it, it provides that kind of self-feeding mechanism to make sure that it continues and it, 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 the things get done. Yeah. 
Well, you already sort of answered what was going to be my next question of how this compares to other maybe processes you've done and any of the other benefits that you've found. But as we're kind of getting close to our time here, any other benefits that you really want to share about the VTO that you haven't touched on yet? Um, I would only say the other benefit is I've tried a lot of different systems. I've had advisors come in and I, I have not had one of those things actually succeed. It always felt like chaos. And startups can be like chaos. I wonder sometimes if we're really a startup, we're going to be a more mature company. But even when yeah. we're, more, it's helped us to become a more mature company. So for me, if if an entrepreneur came to me and said, what's a good system that'll keep us on track? I probably, I definitely never now recommend anything else, but I only half-heartedly recommended anything else I knew before I actually got to working with a traction system. And it's also a system and when you go around, people don't advertise that they're traction companies, and we probably advertise it more than anybody else. But you'll find if you're in, in uh, circles where you're talking to other entrepreneurs um, who have run companies and they're starting to scale, you'll mention traction. They'll say, oh, yeah, you know what? We're a traction company as well. And then as soon as you, you say that, just like they talk about in the entrepreneurial operating system, you're speaking the same language. I've had conversations where I'm having a coffee with somebody who's running a company. I'm like, we're a traction company. They say, so are we? I'm like, well, what did you do in the VTO? And what did you do about this? And you know, how are your core values and all that stuff? And so it becomes a language that you can speak because it has a lot of you know, value and penetration in the, in the entrepreneurial community. Yeah. Well, you've already shared so much, but are there any final thoughts on the VTO that you want to impart our listeners with today or any tips for those who are, uh, have their interest peaked and want to give it a try? I would say just do it. I think that's what we had to do. Um, the VTO is not an easy process, uh, but I don't want to scare anybody away either because every minute that you invest in developing your VTO and following the traction process is going to make your business that much easier to run. Everybody is going to feel like they're on the same page. Uh, we have employees that constantly say, I, I know exactly what we're doing here. And if I can't remember what we're doing, I can go pull up the VTO. And so you can really get everybody on the same page. And being on the same page in a business, particularly in a startup, uh, in those early days is so important because that's where things break down and people begin to become frustrated because like, I don't know what this company is doing or where it's going. If they know where it's going, they can go, I can say, I am on board with this and I am going to make sure I help move the, the, the ship forward. Well, thanks, Andy. That's been a lot of great information on how we run things, why we do it. And I bet a lot of people are going to be doing some Googling or some Amazon searching for uh, the book by Gino Wickman. So thank you so much, Andy. You're welcome. Good to see you, Sarah. Well, we're optimistic about 2021 and look forward to seeing where this year goes. If you'd like to learn more about The Receptionist and try a two-week free trial, no credit card required, please visit us at thereceptionist.com.